Hi, this is Jalen for Dobbs, where tire buying is easy. At GoToDobbs.com, shop brands, sizes, pricing, and our amazing deals. With 40-plus locations, get same-day install. For tires, it's Dobbs. For deals you can use, click on GoToDobbs.com now. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. News, notes, and nuggets. It's time for the Rutherford Report with our Blues Insider, Jeremy Rutherford. Brought to you by Scott Lee Heating Company, a proud Mitsubishi Electric Elite Contractor. It's a fast lane on 101 ESPN. Let's head to our celebrity line, our 101 ESPN celebrity line. We're joined by Jeremy Rutherford, our Blues Insider with The Athletic, or you can follow on Twitter at JP Rutherford. JR, how are you? Oh, doing well, guys. Anthony, how you doing, buddy? Well, not too good. The Blues lost last night, four to one. It looked really, really sloppy uh, outside of Bennington in the fourth line. Not great. What did you? What were your observations? Yeah, you know, it was to me. It was one of those games where it never looked like it was going to get better, and you hate to do that. You hate to chalk it up to, you know, one of those nights. Uh, you know, afterwards, you know, I've got all the respect in the world for. Braden Shen, but he made the comment afterwards that maybe because the Leafs didn't have Marner, didn't have Tavares because of their illnesses, maybe the Blues took them a little lightly. And I think that's something we probably shouldn't be hearing this time of year with where the Blues are at in their season. Drew Bannister definitely afterwards, he said, no way, not, not a chance can we be thinking like that this time of year. But I don't know. I just you never felt like, okay, they're going to get back into this thing with the way they were playing. JR, when you look at this team, though, over the last nine games – winning seven out of their last nine. You know, what is it that you're observing that has them winning that many games? Because we can talk about the Columbus game, we can talk about last night Toronto, but I think we also have to discuss the fact that they've won seven out of their last nine. Yeah, you have to. This time of year, you know, when you can say that you've won seven and nine, you know, it's nothing but positive. And you've got to take the positives out of it. You know, one thing that I've noticed is, you know, up until that game last night, uh, you know, and then the Columbus game, you know, they're doing everything they can to win. They're staying in games. You know, if, if they're behind in the third period, they're playing desperate hockey. Uh, we've seen the power play make tremendous strides in this last nine-game stretch. I think I just looked it up, 34%. That's third in the league in these last nine games. So I think they're doing a lot of good things. It's just, gosh, when they lose, look what it looks like with those two games. So, you know, I think it's a little bit concerning, but big picture, like you said, they've put themselves in a pretty good spot with how they've played lately. Blues have a uh, tough task coming up tomorrow night versus Edmonton. Scored eight goals last night, and uh, Connor McDavid didn't score any. He had six assists, though. That guy stinks. He's not good at all. What do the Blues <laughs> need to do tomorrow night? Oh, my goodness. they they got to do a lot. Yeah, this team's uh, tough to handle. You know, you go back to the early part of the season when, when the Oilers are struggling, Terry, and, and you thought to, to yourself, like, are they not going to be a playoff team? This seems impossible. Uh, but every year there's teams that you expect to be there and they fall out. And for a while it looked like the Oilers are going to be that team. But they make the coaching change. They win 16 games in a row. And, yeah, when you can score eight goals and McDavid doesn't get one of them, granted, you know, he had a bunch of apples, uh, that, that's just tremendous. So, you know, I'm going to try to get down to the seats tomorrow. This is one of those games where I, I want to see the speed. You know, Jamie's so lucky to be down uh, between the benches and, and see that speed up close. 
we're upstairs in the press box where you get a pretty good big picture view of it. I remember one night Brett Hall wandered through the press box and, and he, he walked up and, and looked down on the ice. No wonder you guys rip everybody. You can see everything. <laughs> so so uh, it's, it's a lot faster downstairs, and uh, we got the family some seats for tomorrow night, so I might go down there and see if I can catch Connor up close. There you go. Jerry Rutherford joining us right now in the fast lane on 101 ESPN. Jerry, we know that you're working on a piece right now for The Athletic in which you're going to chat with Tory Krug and ask him a series of questions. Interesting season for Tory Krug. If you go all the way back to the offseason, obviously almost almost traded. They, you know, he uh, re- requested that he stays here in St. Louis. Kind of an up and down season. Now he's starting to turn it around. Uh, give us a little preview on what you guys are going to be talking about. Yeah, I talked to him uh, last night uh, prior to the game in Toronto and uh, just kind of ran through the gamut with some some questions, asked him how he thinks he's playing this season, and I'll tell you one thing he said. He said better than the stats, and and I agree with him. Like, you know, I realize Tory Krug's going to have his critics, and he has had some hiccups uh, this year for sure, but I think by and large he's played a lot better than he did last year. He said he likes the way he's playing two-way. He likes the way he's playing uh, aggressive in the defensive zone. Uh, and, and like he said, better than the stats. And you look at the stats, you know, he's been on the ice. Uh, let me, I have the number here, uh, 29, five on five goals, four and 43 against. So, you know, that's not a great number. Uh, and, and, you know, it tells the, the truth there, but I think that we can all say that he's been a much better defender this year than he has last year. But then you look at the offense, he's still just sitting on one goal in the power play, you know, hasn't been good up until this last stretch under Drew Bannister. So I think it's a situation with Tory Krug where um, overall he likes the way he's played. And then I did ask him about the uh, trade deadline coming up March 8th. What's your approach to the trade deadline with everything that went on last summer with you in Philadelphia and invoking the no trade clause? And he said, he said to read it tomorrow in the Athletic. <laughs> well done. Well done. Well done. You dirty dog. <laughs> <laughs> no, guys, I'll give you a little tease here. He, he said, hey, look, uh, things are going to pop up for sure. And he said uh, that he's just going to, you know, as it comes across his desk, uh, make make decisions based on that. And uh, he had a little more to say that uh, you can read tomorrow. Beautiful. Jared, were you surprised at all when Tory Krug got the five assists that he's the only Blues defenseman in history to get five assists? Yeah, that's pretty insane. And, you know, he got that last assist on that Kyrou goal and, and, uh, you know, I didn't know initially if, if, if they were going to give him that. So he gets the five assists. And, you know, Blues defensemen, you know, American players, it's a short list of players for every category that you want to talk about, uh, Riv, with the players who've put up five assists. And, you know, I can't count the times I've gone up to a player and mentioned a statistic and you ask him about it. And what does it mean to you? And he said, oh, I didn't even know it. Or obviously you know about five assists. But, you know, hey, I'll reflect on that later in my career. Well, when I asked Tory Krug about the five assists uh, right before the game last night in Toronto. You know, he was beaming. He said, this is something I'll remember for the rest of my career. I got text messages. Uh, you know, I've played with guys who've had five assists, but it's, it's few and far between. But you could tell uh, just talking to him last night that this is something that uh, he doesn't take lightly. JR, I'm, I'm wondering, uh, you talk to the guys frequently. As the trade deadline approaches, do you get a sense of maybe nervousness in the locker room or, or guys talking about it? Do they speak about that? No, not not too much. Um, even if you bring it up, you know, obviously they're going to give you the stock answer. You know, Riv knows that they probably they talk about it amongst themselves, perhaps, you know, whatever, back of the bus. Uh, but it's not something they're going to probably acknowledge. 
too much with us. I think probably the bigger topic, and, and you know, Riv, correct me if I'm wrong here, is that you know these veteran players don't want to see guys who can help the team make the playoffs leave at the deadline. They want they want to win, and and so I think that you know we as media and fans might look at a Marco Scandella and Oscar Sundquist, a Kasperi Kapanen as players that you know aren't doing much, but I think that if you start to see these guys fly out the door uh, and the team's chances of making the playoffs are less than, you know, that's going to be disappointing to some of these veteran players who think that they can get in there. Yeah, Jay, I totally agree. And I've said this before, the juice has to be worth the squeeze. You can't just make a trade of a guy like Scandella or Sunquist just because they're UFAs and then you get a fourth rounder, maybe a third, fifth. Like the projections, we went through some of the first rounders that have been taken over the last five years, and there's only a small percentage of those guys that actually play in the National Hockey League, let alone a late round guy. So my question to you, ultimately, is as I look at the standings, the Blues are in the second wild card spot, two points up with a game in hand on the Predators, three points up and a game in a hand on the Calgary Flames, who are absolutely going to dismantle that team. So that team is going to go away in a hurry. And why on earth would you make any trades at all when you have the opportunity to get in the playoffs and just stand pat? It's not like you're missing out on anything huge. I don't think you do. I really don't. And even if it changes a little bit between now and March 8th, I think you kind of stay pat. Um, You know, people say, why? You know, for the reasons that you just said, like if you have a chance, you know, what's it worth to get two thirds or a third and a fourth? Uh, and, and then because of those trades, you miss out on a, on a trip to the playoffs. Even if you lose in the first round, at least you're, you're making the playoffs, you're getting some of these young guys some experience, like Jake Neighbors, you know, those guys. It's a good vibe for the organization going into the offseason. You know, I, I, I agree with you that, you know, there are chances of even seeing that third or fourth round pick, you know, aren't 100%. So if it means it's going to take you out of the playoff contention, with those teams around you not playing well, and like you said, a couple of them are going to be sellers themselves, then I think that uh, Doug Armstrong would probably stay pat in that situation. The only thing you could see him you know, maybe consider is some of these guys with term on their contract, and I, I continue to say those are off-season, summer-type deals usually, but if a team knocks his socks off, you know, a Buchnevich, you know, somebody like that, and I know there's been teams the past couple of days in Buffalo, in Montreal, in Toronto, watching Pavel Buchnevich, watching other forwards with term on this team, the scouts are there, uh, then I think that uh, if Army were to get a, a package that wowed him, then, then maybe he could do that. Uh, but I think that's a real long shot. Yeah, I, I think it is too because, you know, you get rid of one of those guys, you're telling your team that you don't really care about making the playoffs. You're telling yeah, your fan yeah. base that, you know, you're not eager to make the playoffs when you can make those deals in the off season and still get a pretty good return for it. For sure, yep. JR, great stuff. Looking forward to that article uh, that you did on, on Tory Tory Crew coming out tomorrow. Okay, now all I have to do is finish it. Yeah. <laughs> Go for it. JR. It wasn't even a tease. He wasn't done. <laughs> Thanks, JR. See you, buddy. See you.